one tackle. Queensland a chance to level up. Holmes intercepted by Mitchell. Latrell's on his way. There goes the 40. He's got his face on them. Ten to go. Chasing his coats. But Mitchell has intercepted and run 18. Guys and welcome to another edition of Wise Words with Dan. Today on my podcast, on my podcast, George and John will be joining me as we discuss around 16 games of the NRL this week, as well as um, talking about state of origin and the team selection to come in game three. So all that will be discussed on the podcast today. Enjoy. Hello. Hey man, how are you? Hello. Good, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Something else come on? Danny boy. Hey, how's it going? How you going, man? Yeah, good. Good. George? How you going, John? Good things on yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to bring you on, guys, just to talk about the round 16 clashes in the NRL. Yeah. Um, been some interesting scoreline this week. Someone very one-sided scoreline, I should say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, especially Manny beating the dogs. It's 66 nil. nil. That, that was a crazy game, <laughs> I tell you what. Yeah. And a shocking, uh, an upset, Titans beating Canberra 44-6 to as well with another, with another huge scoreline. Um, George, what stood out to you this round? Oh, I don't know what really stood out, but I, I think um, I, I think that, oh, there could be a couple, but Reason. main one main one would have to be probably Gold Coast. Yeah, the second one I'd say the the Brisbane one as well. Yeah. but um, again, it's hard to say because impressions are a different thing because. You you play one, they only play like one good game, and then they'll have a month of playing rubbish. But it it just depends on who's playing who and the time of year and and all that. So yeah, uh, I've got to say the Broncos versus the Sharks game earlier today. That, in my opinion, that was such a back and forth game. You know, and Sharks Sharks were playing good as well. They weren't playing poorly. And Broncos, you know, they just they wanted it more. You could tell. Um, but yeah, very entertaining game, very back and forth. Um, is it is it the Ben Icon effect? Maybe it is. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, Broncos are very up and down, so you can't just judge their success just based off this game. Also, I want to mention the Storm versus Roosters game. For <laughs> what a smashing! Keeping Storm keeping the Roosters scoreless. Now that doesn't make me feel too bad about us losing to the Storm <laughs> last week when we when we lost sixty six to sixteen. At least we scored some points. At least we scored some points. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, losing to the Bunnies today it wasn't a good feeling. Um, although we did, we were we in the, the second half. We were the better side in the second half. It's still like you got to wonder why didn't we come out of the blocks like this in the first half? 
But you know, it's 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 the best targets. It sums up the <laughs> season. It sums up. But Mag- but but Maguire has to go. I think Maguire Maguire's time has come. You think it's up now? Well, to, well st- big losses, big losses to the Storm, and um, and and Rabbitohs after our two weeks off. What have what have we what have we been doing for the past two weeks? You know. Mm, yeah. What do you think, George? Oh, it's it's a hard one because you know I did watch the game and sort of also hearing um, on radio what what the punters kind of thought as well. But um, look, unfortunately, it would probably be looking at that Madge's time is almost up because I've been hearing that the uh, board, yeah. some of the board members are not happy with obviously what's been happening, but half of the board want to keep him. So you've got that 50-50 split between the board of whether they keep him or sack him. Um, I, 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 the problem is if, if they get rid of Madge now, um, obviously who is going to be available for coaching for the rest of the season, but also beyond it, obviously next season. So who are they going to get? Cause I don't see many coaches being on the market or available to, to come unless you get a, you get a coach from, from over in super league that decides to leave and decides to come back to Australia. Um, that can be an option, but I don't see any other. John Morris. To, to be honest. No, no, no. I, 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 John John Morris is not experienced enough. I I don't think he's developed enough as a coach, because um, NRL standard coaching is a lot different to um, coaching the Super League to to a point. That's why you see a lot of the younger guys go over there, like Brent Hodson, Summer Wolford, um, Stephen Steve Price to a to a point, because um, that's where they develop their their game as a head coach. Because um, the pressure is not as immense as what it is in the NRL. Um, but your head's not on the chopping block every week. Exactly, <laughs> but at the end of the day, Madge has had the time to build his team that he believes is going forward, and this season hasn't hasn't amounted to to that. Um, and you know that's why I sort of have gone. You know what? I've had enough, and you obviously know my backstory in terms of like what I've done and what I think of the club and all that. But at the end of the day, West Tigers as a, as an NRL franchise or as a club as a whole, um, is not, is not an NRL standard. Um, that's why I think, yes, it is matched to some degree, but it's also the, the management and the, um, and the corporate suits above as well. Like Pasco. That I think Neil needs to sort of either look at going, leaving the club, getting new administrators in, into into the club, and um, building from the ground up because it's the only way that's going to go forward. Because what you set up in the administration level filters down into the coaching level and also the playing level or the playing groups level. So that's just my take on it. And like I. Like changing, like you know, sacking coaches. That's what we've been doing for the past five five years now. We've been sacking coaches, getting a new coach. We've had some great coaches <coughs> like Ivan Cleary, um, you know, Tim Sheens. Um, 
Mick Potter's not an exception. Uh, uh, he was, uh, but yeah, like you know, Mick Potter wasn't given given enough time, and he wasn't given the um the the backing by the board at the time in the club at the time to do what he needed to do at the club. That yeah. that was that's a different case altogether. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. Like Ivan Cleary, I think he he knew that. I, I think with Ivan Cleary's story is that I think he tried his best to persuade the club to bring over Nathan Cleary to the club. Yeah. Um, but management just stuck by Luke Brooks. And I think once once the club told him that and wasn't going to budge, I think Ivan Cleary just knew that it wasn't going to be for him for doing the club and good on him for leaving leaving to go to Penrith that was going was going to give him the success that he ne- that he needed and obviously has because their their junior system and, and their pathways program is probably the best in the NRL right now. Um you look at their reserve grade team, they've lost two games I think all season, um similar to the first grade as well. So um speaking of the know, reserve grade yeah. Why don't we bring up some of the Magpies well, players? For, well, well, first of all, well, first of all, they have to get NRL contracted. A lot of them aren't NRL contracted players, so they would have to fit into the into the salary cap for that game specifically. But why? Because is that? It, um, it's the way the NRL has worked out. The it's basically it, it's a couple of different things. It's more to do with the salary cap on game day of NRL contracted players that play on that day, as well as only having 30 NRL contracts for that club. So you can only have a top 30 NRL contracted players. If for whatever reason they need to, they need to bring up two non NRL contracted players. West Tigers need to do an exemption request to get that player to play first grade and for however long, and must fit in the salary cap for that week for them playing that game. So it's a lot more complicated than that. Than than what it appears to be. Yeah. Yes. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to bring him in and hopefully they do well. It doesn't work like that. It's not like we're, it's not like with American sports like NBA or or NHL or um, NFL to to a point because you have that big squad that yeah they're playing reserves but you can bring them in any any time or any stage of that period so um it's a lot more different the way we're structured which I don't really necessarily agree with a lot of the time but I guess it's it it's there to make the teams fairer but ultimately it comes down to recruitment and and management that recruit these players and the money that they're asking. So player managers have a lot of um, a a role to play, especially when they negotiate with their clients to see how much they can get from a club. Um, Their their percentage of their cut is, I I think is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. That's why I think the NRL needs to sort of look at um, changing or reformatting the whole player manager percentage of the cut in terms of the contracts that comes out available. Um, you know, back back in the seventies, eighties, even 
sixties um, and all that. They didn't really players never had like a legal representative or a or a player manager. It was just them. Yeah, they would sign. They would sign their contracts. They would be in charge of um, negotiations themselves, whereas players have someone else that does it for them. So, well, they have obviously other people that do it for them. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just my way of no, doing. You you make you make some great points and great facts actually, because in terms of the mag the magpies and the players that are not can't go to the West Tigers just yet because they're not like contracted. But it's not but, just that too. It's also that they're not in our old standard. Then yeah. That you can't just go, oh well it's an easy fix bringing up new players. Like look at Zach Zini. He played one first grade game against St. George. And he scored a debut. He played well. But then the week after he played atrocious and he got dropped. Yeah. So what's the point of bringing up the kid? If you're going to bring him up, give him a month of football to see how he goes. You can't just go like up and down, up and down, up and down. It'll, it'll knock his confidence because it'd be like, am I in or am I out? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think Madge's approach, the way he coaches it, he, it's basically like, I think he, he had it easy when he was at South's because the, the roster was there for them to win a premiership. That's why they so he didn't really Exactly. Whereas yeah. I don't think he's ever been challenged, whether it be the Super League or whether it be the NRL, whether he's been challenged with a squad like us to to get us out of the out of the mess. And look, again, I don't think some of it does have to do with match, yes, but it also falls on the culture of the club and their recruitment process and and their development process because. That's where it comes down to. Well, you look at teams like the Melbourne Storm, Penrith Panthers, their junior development is phenomenal. Like, you know, well, Penrith's been like that for years, but it, it, it it's basically, I think, coming to the last three to four years that you've seen how well they have been doing because you look at the halves like Cleary and Luai, they've been playing together since they were in the, in the Harold Mats under-16s competition. Yeah. So they've they've been playing together since they were 16, 15 years old. So they, they know each other's game like as if they would close their eyes and play. So yeah. you, you, that's where the success comes from. And the club has stuck by them and given the opportunity to play and also have got some players from externally from other clubs to complement their style of play and obviously what the coaching staff wants them to play Week in and week out, so yeah, no, yeah, I see what you mean. Now I want to talk about this team specifically, Manly. The past three weeks, if you've noticed, they've had big uh, wins. They've averaged they've averaged more than fifty points per game against teams like Bulldogs, Titans. Who did they play last week? Titans, Titans. fifty six to twenty four against the Titans. And the week before that, 50 to 18 against the Cowboys. Cowboys. And well, I'm just having a look. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. You got like, to get, get your research down, Pat, a lot better, Dan. 
yeah, and before right. you come on a podcast, <laughs> like, like a five second delay of like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking. I mean, you, you, you should start a podcast. I've, I've got another oh. better with my research. No, nah, that's all right. Nah. Well, I'm thinking about it, but I've got to think about what to call it. I'll be with George. I'll no, I can't do that. But yeah, onto Manly. Manly, um, yeah. Yeah. Since the return of um, Tom Trevojevic, they've been, been on fire. another level. And I, I think as well, Jason Saab, I think like, yeah, Manly, they've overtaken the Roosters now and they're coming fifth on the ladder. Do you think they are like a force to be reckoned with? Mm. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. I thought you lost you. <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. No, no well, like, look, the way I see it with Manly is that they're a one man team. Yeah. Whether someone disagrees with me, yes and no. I think Levon will probably disagree with me because, you know, it's he's a staunch, staunch Manly supporter. But if you looked at the first four to five weeks when they were playing without him, they had no cohesion. They didn't know what they were doing. They, they just lost all that game. They, I, I yeah. think they won one, one game out of five. And then, and then, and then of... when Tom came back, they literally went on like a, a winning streak. Winning streak. Yeah. And a lot of fans have ridden them off after that as well. Like they didn't think uh, they're going to be a bottom team this year. And yeah. Another team that's fallen like heaps is Canberra Raiders. Yeah, like they started yeah. off their season well, and that now they're on a losing streak. Yeah, there, there's there's plenty of issues going on at Canberra. Um, you, know, you only have to talk to Brendan about what he what he thinks of them. But as an outsider looking into the club, um, you know they shouldn't be where they are in terms of. The playing roster, yeah, they've lost a few players here and there, but they still have quality. They still have origin players. They still have internationals. They have almost the same squad that played in that grand final against Canberra. Uh, sorry, against the Roosters in um, 2019. Um, uh, it's, it, it is sad to see the way cameras become now because it kind of reminds me of them in the early 2000s. So from about 2002 to 2005, six, where they were just, you know, lower half of the table. They'll win a few games, give the fans some hope and then don't make the top eight. So whereas after watching last night and seeing the fans leave, with about 20 minutes to go when the scoreline was 44 to 6, I think, from memory. Yeah, that um, was sad, man. Um, even leave. Ricky Stewart was spoken about it at full time, and he goes, yeah, I don't blame our fans for leaving. And the ones that did come and stuck it out, like in the in the weather as well, I give them, give them credit. And um, I'll be talking to the players during the week and just reinforcing, again, our message of where we want to be and where we want to go as a club moving forward. But I think Josh Hodgson not being captain is a massive, um, m- m- the, uh, I also think it comes down to work on the, um, with the halves, obviously with, um, uh, George Williams 
leaving to go back to England. Um, yeah, apparently been homesick. But I mean, if you're homesick, why was he homesick last season? Yeah. Um, so it's sort of like you know, the, the 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 there's obviously been some issues either during the preseason or something along the way of of the first few rounds that haven't been ironed out, um, whether the players haven't had a, what, you know, what they like to call an honesty session, which a lot of clubs end up doing. But uh, I think, I I honestly think, I think if um, Canberra failed to make the eight, I don't see Ricky Short keeping his job. Um, But if they do keep him for next season, they'll probably give him an ultimatum if, um, you know, we send around games by, say, round, like round eight, round nine, then you're gone. Because um, they have stuck by Ricky Shaw and I, and I applaud them because they're, they're probably the only club that has ever done that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of clubs enter, you know, like us, well, like West Tigers, for example, just chop and change as they see fit. So um, if he does go, it'll be a massive loss for Canberra. It'll be another rebuilding um, stage again again for them because a lot of players were not wanting to leave. You know, new coach comes in, he doesn't like certain players. Um, and it'll be like another five-year process again. So see how that goes. Yeah. Have to, have to wait and see what happens there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm not sure if the state of origin team selection has come out yet. Um, I don't think it has. Just I don't yet. think it has yet, but I can. If you want to just like, if you can double check somewhere, because if I go out of my out of the recording, it kind of it'll, pauses what we're talking about. Yeah, it'll drop out. I'm I'm ha- I'm researching now. No, it, it hasn't come out yet. Otherwise, no, I think I, I think I think maybe eight o'clock. Yeah, seven thirty, eight o'clock possibly. Um, because I think. They have to look at who's injured. Obviously, yeah. with the halves not being there, um, my 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 pick, and obviously it'll be released either after or either just before the team gets announced or just after. But my we'll halves, same pair, side, my much. halves pair. Well, the halves pairing would obviously have to change. So, you know, Cleary's obviously not going to be there. Lewis isn't going to be there. So. My halves pairing would be Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, because they've already got they've already got um the troll there, and he's already worked that combination with them to a club level. So I don't see why they should bring in Mitchell Moses for one game, even though they won the series. Yeah, I still feel more comfortable going with Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker. Um, yeah. but who knows? Like Freddie might have. You know, my, my, he might give Mitchell Moses a, a run, but being that Jerome Lawwise out, and I'm not having too much confidence with Jack White, and even though I think he'll be still selected because I think it's more on the basis of why would you change a winning team, um, I still feel like the South's halves will be there come Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's my take on the halves. Yeah. I was going to ask John's opinion about Queensland. He's not there. Maybe he didn't want to talk about Queensland. Yeah, like, you know, 
I, I was saying to John earlier this week. Yeah. I've never seen such a more dominant New South Wales team than I have this year. And, you know, yeah. some, some people are comparing this team to, like, the team, the team of the, um, you know, the team of the, um, of the, of the decade or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, the, cause the last time I think New South Wales done a three nil was, I think the 2000 or 2001 series. Yeah. So that team had like Ryan Girdler, Brad, uh, Brad Fittler, um, uh, oh, from top of my head, like Ben Kennedy, I think from memory, um, or like Steve Menzies, like all these great, great New South Wales players who were playing so well for their for their clubs. But you got to also remember, even Queensland at that time still had a really good team. That Adrian Lamb, Gordon Tallis, Webkey, Simon Siva, like they still had those quality players. But I think New South Wales at the time just had that extra class. Um, when it came to like crunch, to- like crunch times in games and and all that, um, but yeah, if you look at like if you want to look at that squad, I don't know if you can look at it, but just say look up like the New Zealand two thousand team, yeah, and you'll be able to see like what I'm sort of talking about. Yeah, so uh, thousand squad, you know, yeah, two thousand or two thousand one New Zealand Origin squad. But yeah, uh, yeah, for me, yeah like, I see what you mean. Like, like for me, Queensland at the moment just do not like they. They don't have the the talent there, as far as I can see. Um, obviously they've got a few injuries in key positions, which is understandable. Obviously, Gary Grant's not there. AJ Brimson's not there, which is a couple of decent quality players. Um, but I think this is all comes down to. How, how crap the Broncos have been the last couple of seasons, and also Gold Coast sort of not been one of the best Queensland teams recently up until maybe this season, and Cowboys haven't been the same team as what we remember from like four or five years ago, kind of thing, or even before that. Well, you look at all the players that have retired the past couple of years, Cameron Smith. Even longer, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Thurston, you know, Billy Slater a few years yeah. back. You know, like New South Wales just, no, I mean Queensland, sorry, I should say, just haven't, without those, you know, veterans there, mm. they're just not the same team. Like, yeah, because what it was, it, it was basically, if you look at that, like, 05, 06, or more than, like, I'd say the 06 to 07 Queensland team, they all came together at the same time, like, the, the spine period, obviously, yeah. Greg Lewis and all that as well. So they came in the same time and left almost the same time period. So yeah. you knew that they were going to have... That's six, a six series winning streak. Oh, Tom's back. Oh, Hello. John. John, I wanted to ask you, you know, New South Wales, the f- first two, um, do you think this is the most dominant New South Wales team in the last decade? 
Oh yeah, I agree. I, I agree with that. If, if they had a ta- if they had a year to win it, it would, be, it would have been this year. But um, for Queensland, Queensland side is was a lack of experience this year, as as we, as, we, as we missed out on Kellen Ponga. Uh, all, all, all the all the legends of the Queensland side were have retired. So you're, you're a Queensland supporter, and I know yes. this is got to be killing you to see. <laughs> You know, Queensland turn out the way they are compared to being on that nine-year, ten-year winning streak against us. Yes, but you know, and it's not, it's not, the, it's not the Queensland team that everybody has come to know and love. You know, where to now for Queensland, in your opinion? Oh uh, well. Uh, hello, John. Yeah, are you, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, what what what's got to change? What's got to change for Queensland? Oh, I I reckon that we got more players, more experienced players, a more experienced coach like Wayne Bennett. We should have kept Wayne Bennett as a coach. I I don't know why we changed to Paul Green. <laughs> um, I've got a little bit of breaking news, guys. Is the yeah. team is the team missed uh, out? I haven't announced the team yet, but I've been hearing that the halves for New South Wales Mitchell will, Moses. Be Jack, will be Jack Wyden and Mitchell Moses. Now, if that if that does come to in, in the and it, it came via James Hooper, which I think is a basket case of a of a he's very reliable reporter. He's very reliable. Oh yeah, but anyway, well, well, why is that pairing, man? Um, I, I look, I don't understand that pairing as well. Um, you know, if you want to do a three nil sweep, stick with halves that have been playing together, like at Souths. Mitchell yeah, but... Moses, Mitchell Moses couldn't even kick a penalty goal to win them the game. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, Mitchell Moses isn't a great halfback. He's okay, but mm. he's not the he's not a game winning halfback. Mm. And if that game three comes down to the wire, and we want that three nil, I'm not putting faith in Mitchell Moses. And Jack <laughs> Whiten at number six, he hasn't been playing that well to deserve a number six spot. He's mm. so, he he hasn't done anything for the. Exactly, but anyway, I thought I'd just let you know uh, just before you. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how Jack White won the Daily M last year. Yeah, like. Well, well you like, know. Who, 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 would you, who would you put, George? In the what? Vanessa Bowles Harbs? Yeah. I said it. I, I said before. Um, Adam Reynolds. Said, uh, Adam, Adam Reynolds and Adam. Cody Walker. Yeah, to me that makes sense because both of them have played Origin. Yeah. They both play together at South. At, at South, they've got Latron Mitchell there as you know at fullback, and obviously, but he'll be playing in the centres, which is okay still. Um, you know, and all right, they're up there, but. I feel like this game, and I feel like there's only going to be a one-off game situation. Home, hopefully, with Cleary and Jerome Lewis next season, if they're still performing well. Because the way I look at it, with Bradfield, like he's picking players on form rather than just having that. Oh well, 
he's done the job before. He's played New South Wales before kind of situation. Um, but I, I can't fathom as to why you would give someone like Mitchell Moses an origin jersey who hasn't, yeah, he's played finals football, but has he played a grand final? No, he hasn't. Has he won a grand final? No, he hasn't. So he's not used to that. So, he's been in the finals. So the problem is he cracks under pressure. He's basically like a like an egg that you just drop on the floor and it just cracks. That's it. <laughs> There's no bouncing back. It doesn't doesn't crack. It just it just cracks on impact. Like that's the way I look at Mitchell Moses. Is that you know he had that game to win against Penrith. All right, sure enough, it was a bit, yeah, and he missed that kick. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, if that, if the or like, the, if if Queensland are looking at this squad in the next few minutes or the next whatever how long, um, they're they're Cameron Munster's licking his lips, going, mate, we can beat this mob now. Because they'll but be you've won, you've won the series anyway, so what's the point? Yeah, but how can I say it? But but John. Queensland, this is probably the worst series that Queensland has played for I a agree. very, very, very long time. I agree. Probably the, like the probably last time ever. I can remember was like in 2001, 2002. Apparently, if we, in game three, if we've been by more than 10 points against Queensland, I think that'll be the highest winning margin New South Wales yeah. has in the three games. In the three games. in. History yeah. of origin, yeah. correct. So you know, like I'm, I know, game three is a dead rubber, but still, as a New let, South Wales let supporter, me, let me just go on the website to see if there's any changes or any updates. I'll be back soon. All right. All good. But still, as a New South Wales supporter, you would you would you would want them to make history in that sense yeah. to beat Queensland by that you know by that margin, by like by more than ten points to make history. You know, like, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that change will look like, what game three will look like if the rumours are true and Moses, um, you know, and Wyden are in the halves. As a, as a New South Wales supporter, which players would you like to see debate for New South Wales? Who do you think deserves a chance? Well, I was going to say, like, I, I agree with George. Oh yeah, Georgia back. No, they still haven't announced it. So yeah, um, it'll probably be I reckon eight o'clock. I reckon. Hope. Yeah, yeah around that time probably. But yeah, but, yeah, I was gonna say I I agree with you, George, in putting those Rabbitohs players instead in the halves. I mean, it's only for one game. Like I don't see them being there next year. Obviously, depending on how Cleary and Luai go. Um, but. Just for one game that I know that they've played there before, you know they've had finals experience before. Um, they've won games for New South Wales as well. So, but I, I just can't. I just if 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 Mitchell Moses ends up getting being picked, mate, I'll go for Queensland on that day. <laughs> Seriously, don't you Seriously. want New South Wales to make history and win? Beat Queensland? No, when you got no, 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 Daniel, Daniel. <laughs> When you've yeah. got someone that walked down on West Tigers because he goes, oh, I want to play finals football. I want to be at a better club. Why would you want to go for? Why would you want to go and play for Parramatta? 
Yeah, they play finals, but are they going to win you a grand final? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and first of all, they're going to bring you more tears. He's not trustworthy. All right. No. Yeah. He I, I, I want to trust him with anything, with a relationship. With a kid, <laughs> with day in the day life of anything. With a right? kid, <laughs> we've gone off topic. <laughs> but no, nah, I would, like honestly. But if the game comes down to a tight situation, that New South Wales have a, have a position on the field to either put in a good kick or put in a good pass, um, Made to win the game. I don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, when you've got those two together. Yeah, well, that is true. That is true. Now, back on to the NRL teams. Yes. Uh, another team that's on the downfall are Roosters. You know, there's a lot of players out. You know, it's a lot of their good players out. Um, they're, they're, they're definitely not the same team anymore. And, it just, you know, it summed it up when they played the Melbourne Storm on Thursday night. The Storm beating them 46 to nil. You know, do you see Roosters falling out of the top eight? No, yes. no, no, they'll still be in the top eight, but they won't be top four. It'll be like they'll probably come fifth or sixth. Um, but this is a really good challenge for for Trent Robinson that I don't think we've seen since he's taken over as coach of Roosters, um, having players long term injured and and in key positions um, over a period of time. So I actually feel like this is a true. What we're going to be seeing now from Trent Robertson and the, and the team that he is able to pick, whether he's the coach that he says he is, because you know he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but he's been very, very fortunate that over the last few well, years he's that he has long-term, long-term injuries. Sorry, what was yeah. that? Oh, the squad I, I, got, I got a notification from NOL saying the squad is announced. Yeah, can you go through them? Yeah, read it for us, Johnny. Oh, I'm, I'm on my phone, so I need to, need to go upstairs to um to have a look. I'll, actually, I've got it here. I'll, I'll have what? a read it through it. Have a read it. Right, so the New South Wales Blues. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, Tedesco. Yep. Brian Tuto. Yep. Mitchell. Yep. Tom Tavoyevich. Adam yep. Carr. Whiten. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're, you're correct. <laughs> Sia, yeah. Sia Fiji, Cook, yeah. Paulo, Murray, Sims, Yell, either Yell. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Interchange, Clayton, Payne Haas, Liam Martin, and yeah, that's it. So, uh, Sia, what's, his, what, what's the guy's like? I'm very bad at pronouncing names, if you haven't noticed. So, Absaye Crow. Coruscant. Coruscant, yeah. Happy Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it. Mate, this is why you're not working on TGB. Taking <laughs> no, your pronunciation. I'm surprised you didn't call Ryan too. I'm supposed to say Ryan too. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're right about. Jack Whiten and um, Mitchell, so are you going to have to call there now, George? No, I'll still be New South Wales. <laughs> but, but it's just, but this just goes to show again, rewarding stupidity at its best. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, 
Brad Fittler and the selectors, yeah, fair enough, they've given him an opportunity. But I feel like if Mitchell Moses does not play well in game three, even if they win and he doesn't play well, um, I don't see him playing Origin ever again. Because this is his only one last, one and only opportunity for a very long time. Um, but the rest of the squad, they know how to do it. You know, Travoyevich, Latrell, um, Tedesco. I think Tedesco will play if not better than what he did in game two. Um, the forwards don't have an issue with them. So I think it ultimately now comes on the responsibility of Wyden and Moses. Um, yeah. Hopefully Mitchell Moses can you know, do well, but this is the problem when you pick Parramatta players. They do not deliver on any kind of platform, whether it be for Australia or for their the state. So, can, I, can I just say, the players that have stood out the most for the New South Wales Blues team this year is Brian Tungo and the Chill Mitchell. They've been, you know, without those players in our squad... We'll be looking at a very different Yeah, to a point, but again, Brad Fittler's Brad Fittler's picked players on in form, as yeah. well as players that have won a previous series and knows what their job and role is. So he really coaches of origin, like you look at obviously last year with Wayne Bennett being there for Queensland. I was very fearful that Queensland was going to win the series from from the get go because I know what Wayne Bennett is. Uh, I know what he's like as a as a coach, but also for Origin, you know that probably wasn't the best team that Queensland had last year. Mm. But if it was any other coach bar Wayne Bennett, um, they wouldn't have won the series either. But because Wayne Bennett was there and he made him self believe in themselves. And I think New South Wales last year, I think they became complacent with what where they were. Um, and I think that's why they lost. So, yeah. They got but, complacent. Like, yeah. it, it, was a win, it was a winnable series for them as well last year. Agreed, agreed. They got agreed. complacent. And even Fittler um, mentioned that as well. Yeah, you know, like, agreed. We need to take out the complacency and just put in the work. And it showed how dominant they can become um, looking at this <clears throat> looking at this origin series this year, yeah. what they're actually capable of. So the issue is that apparently the Queensland players didn't like the the preparation during the week or they didn't like what was being done during camp. Now is that is that the coaching staff or is that the players not getting on board with what the coaching staff wants them to how to, you know, to, how to build them up to being an origin player or does that come down to the senior players there like DCE and Munster? Because out of, the, out of the origin players that have been playing for Queensland at the moment, the two that stand out in terms of three, you've got Papa Lee, yeah. um, you've got they, DCE okay. and Munster. They're, 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 they're okay. the two most experienced origin Queensland players. If they're not the ones pumping up these young kids coming through, during the week, they've got no hope. You know, Origin was meant to basically help the Queensland Queenslanders in rugby league at that time in 1980 or previously to be more of a um, 
showed more of their competitive side. And they had an Origin Series prior to 1980, but no one seems to remember or forget that New South Wales won 13 years in a row. Yeah, they did. They so, did. People seem so, to forget that, yeah. So, I, look, Paul Green, I don't see him um, being there next season. No, I, um, I the problem is, is that why would you only sign him for one series? Like, he, 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 if you're going to stick with a coach, you should at least for two series. Uh, uh, we should have stuck with Wayne Bennett. I don't know yeah, why but, we've been sticking yeah, with Wayne but, Bennett. Yeah, but Wayne Bennett last year, that was because of the COVID situation. So they had to get someone just for that time and come in as a one-off kind of series, which I understand. Okay? But this is... the Now we're actually seeing the way Queensland Rugby League have been going about their business, especially when it comes to eligible players and their development process. This is like what Queensland's going through right now is what New South Wales has been going through um, during when we were losing like eight or nine in a row. There was no identity. The players weren't there. Development was crap. Um, New South Wales Rugby League finally got their act together, got the right people, got the right systems in place. And now look at them. They're reaping their rewards. That's right. So every origin squad's going to have their year. But I don't see the New South Wales team losing um, next season series and probably the series after. So I, I reckon Queensland won't win a series probably for the next three to four years, at least. So you think it's just, you know New, uh, New South Wales are going to create their own dynasty? Like Queensland I, did for they, a I don't see it being the same dynasty as Queensland because that, to me, was a one-off dynasty. And I don't think will ever be repeated. But this New South Wales team is probably the closest that is going to be done in terms of creating that dynasty. But in terms of a New South Wales aspect of it, this is probably the greatest New South Wales team that we've had since like 2000, 2001. Oh, yeah, 100%. I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, let's hope it's... Well, I think I... I think you're correct in saying that I, I think for the next few years it would all be New South Wales. But, yeah. New South Wales. Huh? New South, New South Wales. Yeah, but, to, win, to win the next couple of series. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I don't see you guys um, coming. We winning any series anytime soon yeah. because True. you look lack at the, of, Broncos, you look at the Coast. You like the problem is they all these young kids coming through that don't have enough NRL experience, um, especially when Reese Walsh, he was meant to make his debut, fair enough, he got injured. But that's the wrong time to have him playing Origin five games into his NRL career. It makes no sense. For me, if you're going to be playing Origin, you've got to play a minimum of between 30 to 50 NRL games. That's yeah. the way I see it. That's right. So origin football is completely different than NRL standard. Um, and the way I look at it with the Australian squad that's going to be named possibly for the World Cup, um, it's mostly going to be all New South Wales players, but maybe two or three Queenslanders. You, you know, um, Andrew Voss, he made a funny comment on Twitter saying, we should put this New South Wales team up against the Australian, <laughs> <laughs> Australian team. <laughs> See who wins that battle. 
Yeah. Game of the the century. Oh, look. Look, at the end of the day, um, it's a World Cup year, so a lot of these origin players are marking their statement to play for Australia. So, you know... Should should we put this New South Wales team this year, should we just put them as the Australian team? Well, it's going to be basically 85-90% New South Wales anyway. Yeah, but do you, do you think the new the, the World Cup will still go ahead? Yeah, it's still going to go ahead with COVID. It's still go, yeah, it, it'll still go ahead because the the Premier League season they're already saying that from from round one there's going to be a full capacity stadium. Okay, so, so that's the, right. the World Cup's in September. Yeah, so uh, as yeah. long as all the clubs, all their players are vaccinated, for example. Um, you know, they're all in their hubs and their areas and they're being COVID safe. Like, there's no reason why they, the World Cup can't go ahead. And it's a lot less teams than what you would do in an Olympic situation because with the Olympics, you've got so many countries coming from one country um, where the COVID risk is going to be a lot more than in a World Cup, especially in rugby league because not every country plays rugby league. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, Wimbledon's a prime example. All all the uh, all the people that are, they're at um, at Wimbledon are all fully vaccinated um, uh, people. They're not unvaccinated because that was one of their requirements to be going to Wimbledon. You have to be a fully vaccinated um, spectator. Um, talking about vaccinations and COVID. It seems that this week a lot of um, a few players have in the NRL have been breaking some COVID rules. Yes. Uh, who who has it been? I've lost track. Well, you got the five Bulldogs players. I can't exactly name all of them. I think John might know all of them. Um, do you know John? Well, I I don't know myself, but I've heard some Dragons and Bulldogs players myself. So. So it's been some dragons and dogs players. Yeah, yeah so right the, now. Oh, Josh Dugan. Josh Dugan as well. Well, Josh Dugan's another one, yeah, but that was because he went to a venue that had a COVID positive case as well. But with the St. George one, it was basically, I think, all up 10 or 12 players. Corey Norman's one of them, and Matt Dufty's another. Corey yeah. Norman, the only reason why Corey Norman got found out is because he apparently he did. Apparently, and this is an allegation, apparently he did a runner leaving Vaughn's house and left his wallet at Vaughn's house and the cops found it. Really? Ooh. Oh. And there have been dollars Every one of those people in that house have been fined by New South Wales Police. Um, but obviously the club's the club St. George will be fined if not more. Um this is a this is going to basically. It's either going to suspend the NRL competition, or St George don't play for the rest of the season. Because if they if all fourteen or any of these ten players, sorry, if they are, um, and another way of what the NRL was saying in terms of them, um, being not playing NRL anymore was they're going to actually be kicked out of the so-called bubble and are not permitted to play any more games for the rest of the season. Mm. 
So, so if that were the case, then what would happen? Then what would happen? Dragons. There'll be only so, um, I don't know. Stop. I don't know what that's going to entail because obviously this is the first that we've ever heard about the the amount of players involved. It's not one or two players. It's 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 more than five. So it's basically like half a team. Yeah, has ended this party. Um, and the so, NRL, the NLL have been so strict about these players and what they can and can't do. You'd think correct. by now, especially last season, like you'd think by now this season they'll know the expectations of what they can and where they can and can't go. You know. Yeah, but the problem is the it, at the end of the day. These players are, are like us. You know, we're, we're, we're following the relevant health orders. We're only going to work if we're essential workers. We're only leaving the house to go to places that we need to get essential items. Um, the, the NRL players can't even leave their house to go to the supermarket. That's right, yeah. They, they, you know, you gotta feel for them in a way. So because... I, I do, look, I do feel for them at the end of the day, but they're in, they're in the same boat as us as well. Yeah, they're in the same situation as us. And mm. if they're gonna be following these rules, and and at the end of the day, this comes to having the agreement and having the understanding from all states of states and territories of like obviously who's involved, so we. Victorian government, New South Wales government, Queensland government, is that if these bubbles are not being met, um, especially when it comes to origin now, um, you know, it puts in jeopardy of these players flying in and out because, you know, are they going to have to quarantine in a different state? Are they going to have to quarantine in, in, in another state? And the fact that you've got more than 10 players involved, especially with St. George, if I was a member or a fan of that club right now, I'd be ringing, I'd be emailing, I'd be ringing up that club the next day going, like, what the actual is going on with this club. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a, that's a huge amount of players, you know. It's not just one. That's what I'm like, saying. Right? And, if they can't feel, and if they can't feel the team, and for a period of time, I don't know how they're going to work it out in terms of... um. Uh, whether the teams get like a buy situation and two points or whatever the case may be. I mean, West Tigers case, if we do play against St. Georgia, we don't play them in buy, we'll probably end up losing against the buy. But, you know, like... I, I think they'll have to suspend the season for... I, I wouldn't say suspend the season, but I think St. George may possibly have to forfeit the rest of the season. But... Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, suck, it'll, it'll suck for them, but because they're, they're in the top, right? yeah, but it's true, yeah, it, it would suck for them because they are on a good run and they have made the eight, so they are having somewhat of a great season. And so, you know, if, if, if that were if that were to if that were to derail their whole season, you know, that mean that means uh, um. You know, that'll be heartbreaking for a lot of Dragons fans involved. So, so, so what? So, you reckon they'll cancel the Dragons and 
Herbert's coming well, live. Look, I, I don't know what the, I, I don't know what the ramifications will be. Obviously, we're going to know in the next few days of, of what's going to happen um, and how and whether there were other people apart from just the players. Because if it was just the players, um, they possibly may just have to get tested and wait for a negative result. Um, but if there were other people in the house that were outside of the, I guess, the NRL players, then that's going to be a major issue. Yeah. Because the public have a little bit more freedom than what the NRL players do to some extent. Um, but it, it, it all, at the end of the day, I feel like these players feel like they're privileged and they think that they're above everyone else. Um, and I think these players' contracts, while I think they're still going to be contracted with the club, I actually think they should be forced to take a pay cut and be paid minimum salary as punishment. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good ultimatum too, worst case scenario. Good punishment. Yeah. What what do you think of all this, John? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think, I think that's a good scenario as well. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, but as we said, we you know we can spread, we can you know um, predict, we can we can predict all these outcomes. But at the end of the day, we just have to wait well, and see yeah. what happens. And see what happens. That's right. Um. So we're we're half we're at the halfway point through the season now. Um. Who, What's who do you think will finish inside the top four, George? My prediction is I think it would be the Storm, Penrith, Bunnies, Penrith, and Eels. No, I think Manly. I think Manly. Manly will jump into the four as well, given their form. Um, I mean, like Eels are on twenty four points, and Manly are on twenty points. So I don't know. I I I really do see. Uh, Manny overtaking Parramatta. Mm. What, what what's your prediction, John? Who's going to finish in the four? Yeah, um, uh, else, yeah, and Manly. Uh, so I I agree I agree with your for for position. Yeah. What do you who do you think, George? Finish finishes in the four. Uh, uh, I think I think Melbourne will get the minor premiership. Uh, yeah. Penrith second. Um, third, I think South, um, and four will be either Roosters or Manly. But Manly is a question mark depending on, um, Tom Travoyevich's like injuries or what happens during the season. Because even if he gets injured or a few, few of the Manly players get injured, that's again, and they're long term, I don't see them having a good, they don't have it, they don't have good depth. So I feel like they're, they're top 17 that they've got at the moment. If a few of them drop, then I don't see them recovering anytime soon. But top four, mainly on the basis of no injuries or hardly any injuries. Um, but if they, don't, if they do have the injuries, they're not top four. I'd probably see Rab- uh, Roosters making that four. Yeah. Do you... This is another debate I wanted to have with you guys. Do you think State of Origin should be played like they did last season at the end of the season? Or like, because I think State of Origin being played mid season 
you know, kills a lot of teams' momentum, yeah. like the Penrith Panthers, yeah. for example. So do you yeah. think State of Origin should be played after the NRL season? Yes, I agree. I, I, I think they should. All right, but when do you do it after the season? Yeah, after the yeah after the season. Yeah, the when though, like when? Like I, I reckon November I, or something. I, I reckon the same time as last year, October, November. Yeah, like yeah. You give the, give them a few few weeks to rest, and then and then um go go do it afterwards. Or no, but then again, it collides with the national teams. Well, yeah. it depends if it's a rugby league year, it's a, if it's a World Cup year, or if it's a Tri Nations year. Yeah, so, or like, or like have it before the season starts. But then again, you no, no, no. <laughs> so so my, my my look at it is during the season, the way that they've got it is good. That's during the season, okay? Yeah. Because you, players are already playing the game, they're not rusty. They don't have any leg injuries. And they're not burnt out towards the end of the year. Um, but I do want to change the way it is structured in terms of having played like one round of, uh, say, one or two rounds of footy, then it's origin, then one or two rounds, then it's origin again. What I think they should do is do a three-week non-NRL playing period yeah, where they play every Wednesday for three weeks, and not have any rounds, and not have any NRL rounds. Those are the buys, and yep. that's it. I actually, so I like that, that idea. So back to back to back, yeah, and have an extended squad for Origin in case if any injuries were to occur. So instead of your like, hey, you have your seventeen starting, you've got like, uh you know, you, you bench and then obviously you've got, you know, four or five. What they should do is, instead of it being a 21-man squad, maybe make it a 25-man squad for both teams in case if there's any injuries in certain positions um, that they can bring in um, as well as, if need be, a player that's not been selected can come in during that week and... Um, you know, train with the team and and play. So that's that's another alternative, but keep it during the season. I think you, you should know, put these ideas forward to the towards the NRL, George. Send them an email. You, you <laughs> might have a, you might have a case. Well, yeah. no, nah, but it's not just me who's saying it. But there, there's a few people that I like a few other like league reporters that have kind of stated that. Um, requests as well or looked into that but the NRL at the moment I think they're just happy with the way it's structured at the moment but I, 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 I'm I on the under the opinion like if you, okay, you look at the NBA, right? The NBA has a week off period for the All-Star weekend, okay? Yeah. So there's no game during that weekend, it's all like, you know, your three-point shootout your rookie game, celebrity game then the All-Star game, and then a couple of weeks later, the NBA is back on, okay? Or in the in the, in the NFL, they have their All-Star game between like the AFC and the NFC um, after, uh, I think, just before or after Super Bowl has been done, I think, from memory. So, and 
but they're, they're, they're structured obviously a little bit differently than us. But I feel that you need to have the competition stop for, for three weeks. Yeah. Um, it'll give other clubs time to refocus and reevaluate their season. Um, they could possibly still buy players if need be before June 30. Um, you know, and kind of make it that three week window as well for, um, for the transfers as well, like how you have in, in, in Europe and all that. So look, I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully that does come to fruition. But ultimately, it's up to the players as well, That's whether they yeah. want to go through it or not. If they want to do that transition, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they, that is true. That is true. John, what do you think? State of origin mid-season or what, what do you think, John? Uh, yeah, well, as my first opinion, I, I was I was heading towards the end of the season. But after listening to George... I agree with what he's saying. For a three-week period during the season, like every Wednesday, doing the three-week, doing you know, getting rid of the rounds and doing one game, one game a week. I agree with that position. Busy. Yeah, yeah, you've you've changed my opinion about yeah. it as well, George. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Are you sure it's um wise words with Dan? Or is it I agree with everything that George says? I think I need to change the name of the podcast. Why do it with George? When it comes to the NRL, man. Yeah. No, but yeah, you make some very great, interesting analogies and great. I reckon I'll send this podcast to the NRL after this and tell them. You should <laughs> listen to George's <laughs> ideas. And, you know. a Spotify account premium. Do, do tell them to log into a Spotify account premium. Wise with Dan latest episode. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's Done. it. And maybe you're on NRL three hundred and sixty. Uh, now, George, yes. moving away from moving away from the NRL. Yeah, are, are you gonna start your own RBB podcast? Oh, probably not <laughs> RBB podcast, but maybe, um, maybe something along with along the lines with sports, but maybe do different sport topics, like do, do different sort of sport things, like every week or every, every couple episodes a week, or kind of thing. I don't know. After sort of looking to it or see I... what I can talk about. Like a history of a team or history of a competition. I, I don't know. I've got to think of some ideas. Yeah. Um. I watched a couple of YouTube videos of today that you sent me of the your uh the RBB post. Oh, the compilation one. Yeah. The compilation you of you ranting yes. about <laughs> Wanderers. Yes. <laughs> um. Mate, I couldn't stop laughing. They 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 put together. They've put it together really well. <laughs> um, oh, well, thanks for that. <laughs> no, but it was it was really good. Um, yeah, my mum doesn't approve because I swore too much. Apparently, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's passion, you know. Yeah, it's passion, mum. <laughs> um, and, and you're on the RBB podcast as well, not too long ago. Before, that. yeah, the last game against Adelaide, they asked me if I wanted to go and. Go to one of the guys' house and said, "Yeah, might as well. I mean, it's the last game of the season. See what's what's happening." But 
it, it, it was a it was nice to be invited. Um, but I have to wait and see what happens with any more player signings and hopefully we can get some decent marquee quality players or... or like Carlos Villa. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend money on him. I don't know. MLS is a different competition than... I'd rather get... Uh, I don't know. I'd look at other players that you know you're going to get a good squad around and bring the bring the fans and members back. You can't just go, like, bring a play from MLS no one's ever fucking heard about. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like, uh, messy. If you, if, messy. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but his contract will literally... He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah, but his contract costs more than what Paramount Plus paid <laughs> for the A-League rights in Channel 10. <laughs> Double that, double that, probably. Yes, double, <laughs> triple that, triple that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know, the A League will be. Well, they'll go broke. They'll go broke. Like, if you. Or, or look, take up if, government funding to get messy. <laughs> look, <laughs> one of the admins that was on the um, Red and Black TV uh, Facebook page had put in saying get Carlos Tevez to Australia. Now really I wouldn't mind if he came to Australia and go and play for the Wanderers because a lot of our fan base is from South America, whether it be Uruguay, um, you know, Peru or or Colombian or whatever the case may be. I think and he's a he's a he's a world class striker. Everyone knows him. He's played in the Premier League, he's played um, overseas in South America, he's played in Italy, he's played, you know, all around the world. But I'd love to have and see him play. But I think, I, I think, but will he come treating it like a holiday, or will he come treating it as a new challenge? Because every other marquee that either Western Sydney has signed or other um, teams have signed has treated Australia as a holiday. Yeah, and, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. I, I don't I don't agree with that because ultimately with this new um, structure of the AFP, um, I think that's what they're called. I think the Australian, um, I think it's called the APA or a- AFP. So they're looking at obviously more money for the players and contracts, which is fair enough because I think the money that these players are on is probably a little less than what they probably should be paid, um, even though I've said it in couple of those interviews in the past that they probably get paid too much. Um, but you look at comparison between the NRL contracts and the AFL player contracts, A-League players get paid like a, sh- like a crap load less. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% they do. Mm-hmm. So, well, see what happens, but... See what happens. Anyway, and, it's an, and I know... We've jumped the topic from NRL to A League a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, we're actually gonna we're, we're gonna do another podcast with Chester on Tuesday to talk about the the Euros, the the semi final yes. um, game for the Euros. So happy! I'm I'm still in shock that Italy have come this far. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, if, that's if, a, if, a, if, if Spain played the way they played yesterday today, we should we should beat them. We should beat them easily. Oh, there's no guarantee. I'm not getting no, I, myself, you know. I, 
I, I reckon the final is going to be England and Spain. Oh man, I, I'd be. I don't say I don't say Italy winning it. Ooh, yeah, England haven't. Con- you know, England haven't conceded a goal all tournament. Really? Yeah. Yeah, England haven't conceded a game or a goal all tournament. How oh. ama- how amazing is that in itself? Yeah, because you got your you got your fa- favorite Harry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been outstanding, haven't he? Actually, you know, um, Jess, Jesse Lingard, I think he tweeted today. Um, it was it was actually pretty funny. Wait, let me see what he tweeted. Um, about England this morning, saying Sterling overcame. <laughs> but I think he was meant to write the link up between Sterling and Kane, but instead he put the what do you call that? The st- it's like a triangle shape but sideways. Um, rhombus, yeah. huh? Rhombus. Yeah, like yeah. He initiated that. He he was trying to initiate this the link up between Sterling and Kane was phenomenal, but I think a lot of people have misinterpreted it thinking he said Sterling is better than Kane. <laughs> nah, I oh, look, I think I think this is the, the this is the, like the perfect tournament for um for England to win. To win a major trophy since the World Cup in sixty six. Um if so you believe it's coming home, George. Oh look no I, I mean, at the end of the day like you, but you look at the you, but you look at the teams that went through, even the quarterfinals. You look at Switzerland. Switzerland probably shouldn't have been there, but mm. because they, they knocked out France in that penalty shootout, they deserve to be there. Now, um, Ukraine, Ukraine, I feel like they overachieved. Yeah. So, um, Shevchenko has a lot of praising, and praise needs to go to him as well because the way he's managed that team. To get into a quarterfinal is beyond what a lot of people would have thought. And if they had beaten England, if they had beaten England, then that would have been probably the greatest victory in European football since Greece winning the Euros in 04. <laughs> That's the Greeks. Like, like oh, I wouldn't say that that is Trump that. Of course because... you I'm no, actually because... waiting for you to mention Greece in that. No, well, I, well today, today is the day. If you. In 04, that Greece won the Euro Cup. Hmm. When did they win the Euro Cup? 04. 4th of July, 2004. 4th of July, 04. Oh, oh yeah, so it would have been. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So. Anyways, we'll continue the conversation on my next podcast about the Euros. You know. (laughs) We can bring it on. (laughs) But, yeah, I want to thank you guys once again for... Coming on to my podcast tonight to talk about it was a pleasure of origin and the, um, the halfway point of the NRL season. No worries, it was a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine, guys. Um, and George, I hope to see you make, start your own podcast soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right, take care. All right, see you guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye.